You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show Monday edition, breaking down everything we saw from the weekend and preseason week two in the NFL. One more week to go preseason games then another little extra buffer week and we're off and running with the regular season in 2021 at bd peacock on twitter at williamson nfl get those twitter tuesday questions in for tomorrow's episode and i want to let you all know about the locked on podcast network ultimate season preview that is coming at you august 30th through September 8th, a week-long event. Uh, We've been doing some really cool events, similar to how we did the NFL Draft event all week long, but this is the season preview, getting you ready for the 2021 season, taking you through every team and every division with the help of Odyssey's lineup of NFL experts. Follow the Ultimate Season Preview 2021 feed on the Odyssey app, a separate feed on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts, and tune in there beginning August 30th. Interesting how teams are treating this, Matt. We talked about it before this second week. How are teams going to view these games? Are they going to treat it like the normal second preseason games, the third preseason games? Is this the dress rehearsal? Is next, next week the dress rehearsal? And teams are dealing with this very differently. Some teams, some games entirely didn't have much at all going on. So we might not get too deep into some of these games and maybe not touch on some of them at all because there's not a lot of takeaways here for a, a national show, a national 30-minute show. I don't want to get you know too deep into the third stringers for one game. And a, a perfect example of how teams are treating this differently, let's start with this game because Falcons and Dolphins, the Dolphins played their starters the entire first half. The Falcons, again, sat everybody like they did in week one. And the one thing I don't get, which is especially frustrating with the Falcons, Matt, because uh, I want to see Kyle Pitts, he goes out there with a uniform and warm-ups, but then doesn't play at all. And I've seen this with a few teams where players go out with uniforms on and warm up and then don't play. Is there something to the pregame ritual that guys need to practice doing? I'm glad you brought that up because I just don't understand it. Uh, what is really gained by going out there, warming up at half speed, three-quarter speed, whatever, you know, lobbing some footballs, catching something out of the jugs, I don't know, maybe doing a little individual work. It's not even, a, you know, 10% of a, of a practice. I mean, I, I, I don't understand why people do this. Is that so they can get their face on SportsCenter with the jersey on, you know, in the pregame clips? Oh, there's, you know whoever out there warming up, but he's not going to play, you know, like why, why? I'm not sure what's gained by that. I mean, it's like, um, he's just taking extra shower. <laughs> you know I mean, like did he get any better for my doing that? I don't understand it. And a lot of rookies are playing the most in preseason games, especially highly drafted rookies. And, and we'll get to a lot of the quarterbacks that played this weekend, but a guy like Kyle Pitts and tight ends can take a while to develop. He's got yeah. some game speed right before the season starts. It would seem. I think overall, it's been very curious with, how each team has handled some of these players. Cause there's some young guys, Michael Carter, for example, you know, like, wouldn't you play him like crazy? You know, I mean, instead of Tevin Coleman, you know, I mean, just lots of different examples. Kyle Pitts is another one, at least get him some, some playing time. Um, I, I think it's interesting to your original point. It's very clear that there's no book right now. You know, it's a 17 game schedule. It's a three game preseason. As always, we have a lot of new head coaches, and uh, there's not the book where it used to be. Everyone knew what preseason one, two, three, four was. You know, now I think everyone's kind of experimenting in a year or two from now 
I think there will be a league-wide script, and the Sean McVays of the world won't, you know, abide by it. But I think that people aren't sure: should we play our best guys in the second game, the third game? Not at all. What I'm feeling more than anything is when in doubt, sit them, you know. But we have seen Mahomes and Big Ben, and you know, some of these stud quarterbacks that don't need the reps or old quarterbacks, Ben's not a stud anymore, that are out there playing. It's 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 a hard thing to predict. And I hate to say this, but I feel like we should maybe take a little less away from preseason than usual. I think there's some players that you can take and there, you know, there's some big moments out there and some players that are yeah. really trying to develop and prove that they're ready to play in the NFL. But someone like and I keep coming back to Kyle Pitts because it's so frustrating because I want to see him so bad. And I'm, sure. I'm glad that he's going to be healthy to start the season. So there's that. And I'm sure that's a lot of it with all these teams. But if Tom Brady's out there in preseason games, then Kyle Pitts can be out there in preseason games. And look, next <laughs> exactly. week, next week, the, the Falcons play the Browns. Like, let him see what Miles Garrett looks like before he jumps into the season and then has, you know, the Buccaneers in week to like let him see what an NFL defensive end looks like because he doesn't have a, a ton of stud defensive players in his own practices with the Atlanta Falcons on defense let's be honest yeah it's a good point like this is a stud pro bowl NFL defensive lineman that we're not going to ask you to block often but occasionally you're gonna have to put your hands on him and try to at least get in the way you sink or swim at least know what that is so you're not overwhelmed and I don't know if there's a ton to playing in an NFL stadium for the first time and all that. And maybe that's part of the dumb warm up stuff we were just talking about, mm-hmm. you know, go see the bright lights. But I mean, I don't know that these guys are that overwhelmed by that. It's not their first football game ever. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I also think, oh, the one thing I want to bring up too is, and this happens every year, but there are a lot of joint practices going on. Yes. And, I bet if you po- if you polled 32 head coaches, they would prefer the joint practices more than the game. And I'm going down a little bit of a rabbit hole because I know we have a lot of games to talk about, but we can also talk about them tomorrow too. You know, so the the beauty of these joint practices, like it just came out, Saquon Barkley's going to get back on the field and joint practices this week. But the beauty of the joint practices are the two head coaches get together or a representative from every team saying. Let's do 20 minutes of red zone, you know, and one end of the field, we're going to go in from the eight yard line, the two yard line, the 18 yard line against your one defense, you know, where games, you don't know what it's going to give you, you know, like, boy, we didn't get enough red zone in that red zone in that game, even though we played 60 plays, you know, like we really want to work on red zone or third downs or whatever, or punt or whatever it is. And so you make an arrangement with the other team we'll do our ones for 10 minutes of a 20 minute period in red zone. You guys run your ones out there and you know, you get better matchups. It's just more situational and it's more constructed ahead of time as opposed to we'll see what the game brings us. That's a great point. And I think we've absolutely seen that around the league where the joint practices are are put uh, well ahead of the preseason games until maybe that last you know, where you see starters versus starters a little bit. And, and, um, and you know, Kyle Pitts is practicing in those. You know, Matt Ryan is practicing in those. And I can see why they would hold out someone like Matt Ryan in a preseason week two game. And uh, the Chargers the same way. Herbert was playing. Um, you know, you got George Kittle yeah. versus Derwin James in practice this week. And none of those guys right, played that's in, awesome. in the preseason right. game. So We just don't get to see it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, we like, get some clips. That would be, there was yeah, a nice I mean, pick I know six. there's beat reporters out there, and some people are – allowed and some aren't and some can't report on it but i would love to get more joint practice reports 
and especially video. Like to your point, I don't know if you saw the most recent hard knocks, but the Rams, who I keep bringing up because McVay plays nobody, Aaron Donald's out there against the Cowboys in going live and gets in a fight. You know, someone you know, tries <laughs> to fight Aaron Donald. You know, like <laughs> there's not a chance in hell that he would play a preseason game. Right. Yeah. No, that's a great point. So, uh, you know, what we need is the uh, the end zone cam, the all 22 footage of those joint practices. And they should televise oh, yeah. that on NFL Network instead of the preseason games. They would probably honestly would be better because you're getting ones versus ones oh, and in crucial down and distance situations. That would be awesome. I mean, there's no way the teams would let us because that's the stuff they're actually really. Yeah. And they, don't getting, want, they don't want it out there. Imagine seeing those awesome one on one periods, too, where it's like, oh, awesome. You know, the best receiver in the league versus, you know, Jalen Ramsey or whatever. And you get to see multiple reps of one-on-ones in scenarios like that. Now, that'd be a lot of fun to see. And they're feisty because they're so sick of hitting yes. their teammates. You know, there's a lot more fights in those situations. You know, you're not going to get fined from the league for getting in a fight. You know, you can get away with some stuff. I mean, it's, it is better. I haven't, I didn't plan on talking about the whole, um, you know, first period about, you know, the, the beauties of those, but they are absolutely probably more valuable than preseason games right now. And you don't have some schlub that should be an accountant fall on your knee because he has no balance and doesn't know what the <laughs> heck he's doing. You know, like the, the hack that you and I have probably been in our life on the basketball court. He's the one yeah. that hurts people, not the good guys. Right. Absolutely. No, that, that's a great point. Uh, so speaking of those preseason games, and, and we started with Falcons, Dolphins here from the Falcons side of things. What's what's to take away from this game? Because I'm looking at a lot of the names and Nothing. not a lot of them are going to be making. I mean, they're, they're finding out that Felipe Franks is probably going to be a practice squad quarterback or a future tight end and that McCarron's definitely the backup and maybe they take two instead of three quarterbacks you know some things like that it's about it i you know I'm just real quick just what you said there mccarron was one injury though he is out for the year that one just happened oh. i think in this game i did not so see that. one of the worst backup situations really in matt ryan's tenure is even worse so they're amongst the absolute worst backup quarterback situations in the league so uh that that's the only falcons note i have but Tua played really well um i think that's the big news uh, Gaskins got back in you know, fantasy people were exhaling a little bit. Gaskins got more uh, run with the ones. That was it, my it sure that was like, my big note. Yeah. That, that that was a yeah, huge one for is. the fantasy because the week before it was all doom and gloom. Malcolm Brown early and he was like nine carries for eight yards or something in week one. And like where where's Gaskin? Why would Malcolm Brown be the number one guy? And then with the first unit this week, it was fifteen touches, a couple of catches for Miles Gaskin. Then Malcolm Brown was running, you know, third behind even um, Salvan Ahmed in this game. So that made me feel a lot better for uh, Gaskin and you know, those keeper and dynasty leagues. And uh, and if you already drafted Miles Gaskin, he he can give you some running back to you know flex production. But that that was worrisome. So I'm, uh, that was one of the huge things I needed to see from a fantasy perspective this week was the Gaskin usage, and he was treated like the number one. Yeah, I think people are a little. A lot more confident than just you know a couple days ago of drafting him in the fifth round or whatever. And again, really the best story was Tua played really well, so good. Yeah, big big year two for Tua, and uh, I think yeah. there was a lot of reasons to give him a pass for year one, and so now we can really see what Tua is all about. I would like to have seen more of Jalen Waddle. There was three catches for twenty one yards hey, in this one. Um, glad you, know, you brought him up, and he's been involved in uh, the return game a little bit um, in the first couple of weeks. He had a nice return in week one, 
but uh, you drafted this guy very high, and he should be a featured. And I don't know if you're trying to hide, you know, how you're going to use the speedy rookie or something like that, or you're just making him earn his stripes. But uh, he should be a featured part of this offense, I would imagine. Interesting you brought him up because uh, this is fantasy, but more NFL-related, too. Um, he did leave this game briefly with an injury. He kind of hobbled off, but then he came back. You know, he's a tough guy. Obviously, we saw the national championship. So that wasn't a big deal, but it probably limited his snaps a little. Um, you're hearing some reports from beat writers that think Fuller and Parker are going to be the every down traditional receivers. And I think people are sleeping on Parker. Gasecki's going to be kind of like a third down tight end slot specialty guy, probably not super high snap count on second and one type player. And people are leaning towards Waddle being a little bit gimmicky early in his career. Ends around Rondell Moorish. But that's just you know, secondhand information I'm getting out of the practices and games and stuff. And it does seem like every team's got one of those guys now. And if they don't, mm-hmm. they're looking for him. And they're spending resources on him. The high second round picks, first round picks, and, and free agent dollars on these guys. Without question. And it's a good way for a young receiver, a Moore or Waddle, to acclimate, too. Get them the ball quick as they develop route trees, getting off press coverage, things like that. All right. A.J. McCarron, yep, and that is confirmed ACL out for the year. So the Atlanta Falcons Mm -hmm. might be shopping for a backup quarterback. Let's get into the rest of these games next. It's that time of year again. We're talking fantasy football. All eyes are now turning back to the NFL as teams are back on the gridiron to start this 2021 season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including the half million dollar NFL mega contest and the $200,000 NFL survivor contest open now at bet online head to the website use your mobile device sign up today to receive your 100 welcome bonus using promo code locked on be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo make a bet on thursday september 9th season opener between the super bowl champion buccaneers and the dallas cowboys and if you lose your wager will be refunded up to 25 dollars bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports from football basketball boxing horse racing don't wait take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season at bet online use promo code locked on bet online your online sportsbook experts let's go to friday and the chiefs cardinals game matt uh my only note here is that kyler murray did not look good and that even in a preseason game you can kind of tell who's getting out coached uh, like i gotta uh, you know and it's a preseason game you don't want to take too much away from it but i was thinking you know what Andy Reid versus Cliff Kingsbury, this just feels like a coaching mis- mismatch, even in the preseason. Yeah, uh, my, my little notes here are it was good to see A.J. Green out there a little bit. Um, Christian Kirk, Rondell Moore, of course, Hopkins is not going to play. But I didn't think Murray played wonderfully. And I just think that that offense is maybe a little easier to play against than everyone realizes, you know, to your coaching point. Chase Edmonds looks like he's running more with the ones, but they're going to sprinkle Connor in. I didn't think it was Mahomes' best game either, you know, no. I mean, but I don't care, <laughs> you know, right? And really my big note out of that one is well, Travis Kelsey played a lot. That was a little surprising. Um, Edwards Hilaire played early and then left, left the game with them, some kind of ankle injury that no one's worried about. But Michael Hardman, 
I think is going to play a lot of snaps. Yes, he's. They're trying to force him into the wide receiver two role. I don't yeah. know if he is a wide receiver two, and but Kansas City's trying to find one. He's got a great opportunity. He was targeted eight times in this game. They're making a point to get it to him. So if he's going to be targeted as much as he is in that offense, um, that is a nice value in your fantasy football leagues. Um, and I think he did pretty well with those targets. Four catches for thirty nine yards. There was a couple. There was a couple that were uncatchable. I think he did have one drop maybe in that one. Yeah, and he's going to be a little bit boomer bust, of course. But if he's the quote starter in two receiver sets, he's oh, going to have a ton of single coverage. And at worst, he's going to be the third receiver, and they play three three receivers a ton. So he's going to be on the field a lot. Absolutely. Let's move on to um, another disappointment for me here this weekend on Friday was first round Bengals wide receiver. Oh yeah. He Jamar Chase three targets. Zero catches. All three of them drops. That's that's not, you know that's that's looking like a rookie out there. Yeah, and you actually the blurb I read this morning, which I probably don't really believe, but might just be to, to let people know that it's not acceptable. Is Auden Tate might be cutting into Chase's playing time? I don't know about that. Auden Tate's fine, but he isn't you know a top five pick and a superstar prospect. Uh, there's been some struggles. I mean, early in camp, it was Burrow struggling. It sounds like he's really turned the corner. Of course, he didn't play in this game. I'm sure we won't see him next week either. But yeah, I mean, t- nothing, there's not been any good blurbs about Jamar Chase yet. To me, that's just a buying opportunity. I, I mean, if we're talking, you know, <laughs> however you want to value Chase, dynasty or fantasy or whatever, he may struggle. I'd rather have T. Higgins, and he absolutely looks like a fish out of water right now. But I bet Burrow throws him the football a lot. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. But it's only adding fuel to the why the hell didn't the Bengals draft an offensive tackle instead of a wide receiver crew? Probably. You know? probably. <laughs> that, those, That'll never go away. That, it's, it was already loud, and I think you and I were already on that train, and that's only gaining steam. Uh, Washington notes from that game I wanted to bring up, too. Um, McLaurin played a lot. But Danami Brown, I think, has a chance to be a major, uh, you know, solid contributor as a rookie. Logan Thomas played 23 of 23 snaps with the starters. And uh, another fantasy note with him, I think people are sleeping on him too much. I, I think he's like a tier two guy, might even take him over a Dallas Goddard and those type of guys. And McKissick is still involved on third downs, but they're throwing Gibson the football a lot too. So I don't think McKissick's going to go away. But I do think Gibson is going to be featured in the passing game a lot more than he was as a rookie. As he should be. Did you? Oh, so yeah. you're feeling comfortable about that Gibson usage? Because I know that was one of the things you were looking for. More and more. I mean, I, I think they like McKissick. McKissick's done nothing wrong. If it's third and eight, McKissick will probably be out there. But the reality is that isn't all that many snaps. I mean, I'm guessing third and three, it'll still be Gibson. I still have Gibson very high in my running back ranks. I, I think he of all those second-year dudes, might have the best shot of being like a top two or three pick next year. I mean, he's my eighth running back, um, right behind Barkley, Elliott, Aaron Jones, but I am targeting him in a big way. I might even take him ahead of that when the draft actually, when you're actually on the clock. We mentioned earlier how there's, you know, some games there's not a ton to take away from. Those rookie first-round quarterbacks is definitely something you can take away from these games. These guys are trying to prove that they're ready to overtake veterans and be NFL starting quarterbacks. Uh, there was already the Mac Jones. We already covered that Mac Jones Patriots game from Thursday. 
Trevor Lawrence playing Monday night with the Jaguars against the Saints, but three games that I think are very important that we should definitely cover before we're done here today is Jets-Packers, uh, Bears-Bills, and 49ers-Chargers. Let's start with the Jets because I've been impressed by Zach Wilson. I think he looked the best, and I think if yes. you combined, and we haven't seen Trevor Lawrence yet this week, if you combined both games from all the first-round quarterbacks so far, I would rank Zach Wilson at the top, and especially in this game. Like, he looked... Because those camp reports early were not good. He looks ready. The ball comes out easy. He's under control. He's slinging it. Uh, just the, the natural throwing motion. Uh, 9 of 11, 128 yards, a couple of touchdowns in this game. It, it looks It's coming very natural. Zach Wilson looks more comfortable than I expected, especially based on those early camp reports. So stock up for sure with Zach Wilson and the New York Jets offense. I don't have much to add. You, you nailed it. I think he looks tremendous. I mean, not only does he look like he belongs you know which to me is that first hurdle but he's making nice throws I love the way the ball comes out as you mentioned um they're protecting him reasonably well he throws at the Corey Davis over and over and over mm -hmm. with Elijah Moore out of the lineup and I'm cool with that um Tyler Croft has caught a lot of got a lot of action as well so they're developing weapons there that they just didn't have when Darnold was around to just be you know, flat out honest. Um, and I, I mentioned it earlier in the show. I think the Michael Carter usage is still very curious because Coleman, who coaches love, as you know, you know, Shanahan coaches love Tevin Coleman and Ty Johnson's playing over him too. So I look at Michael Carter and think he's got to worry them in protection. I mean, that's what the reading between the lines it makes me think they don't trust him at all in protection. That's a tough one. Yeah. And yeah. if you want a third down roll, you got to be able to protect the quarterback when you're asked to there, especially when you've got uh, a young, high end, number two overall pick quarterback. You got to protect that guy. And, and Tevin Coleman can do that. Yeah. Right. I mean, at least he's reliable. He's a pro. We'll see how long he lasts. But Coleman could have a, a good first month of the season, possibly. I've fallen for that so many times, though. Yeah, <laughs> I have to. But <laughs> sure you have to here's right. one that just seems like it's it's like stealing candy at this point with with Corey Davis. How, the percentage of targets he's getting yeah. when Zach Wilson is in the game, like over and over again, making catches and a, a chance to be a, a I mean a, a massive target hog in that offense. And he's looking good too, getting open, short down the field. He's got a big body. Uh, you know, he could be a he could be both a, a, a big play player and that security blanket for a young quarterback. Mm -hmm. So stock definitely up for Corey Davis right now. Yeah, it's funny because I loved him coming out of school like everybody else. Mm -hmm. I own no stock in Corey Davis in fantasy. When I do mocks, I never end up with them. But these are facts. This guy was a top five NFL pick from a small school. He's coming off an excellent season. The Jets gave him a lot of money. And the rookie quarterback throws them the ball like every play. So what don't we like here? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Well put. Well put. Uh, last Green Bay note, Kylan Hill, another rookie, late in the game, but was very impressive. I mean, he'll be third on the depth chart, but just a name to know. Uh, you don't have any Jake Dolagala notes at quarterback? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's rough. I mean, Jordan Love was banged up after the last game, so he didn't play. I was like, oh, man. Yeah, I mean, that, and that's what games. you wanted to see in this oh. game. When you when you see the Green Bay Packers, this was Jordan Love's preseason, so he's gotten one game in his NFL career. I'm curious how many snaps he has when week one rolls around in a Green Bay uniform of any kind. But I don't know how many played last game, but it's not going to be many. Right, and Aaron Rodgers has probably got to play a lot 
at least a little bit in in week three. That's the dress rehearsal because obviously yes. Rodgers hasn't played yet. He's probably going to get out there a little bit if that's how teams are going to treat week three. So we'll see. I, I guess. I mean, we should note that there is a nice gap after next game until week one, you know, but because they don't want games on Labor Day weekend. But uh, that's a little I, I would have loved to seen a lot of Jordan Love and I bet they would have, too. OK, notes on some other high profile quarterbacks. Justin Fields, Trey Lance, and of course, Magoo in Seattle. <laughs> Built Bar has so many delicious flavors. There is something for everyone at Built.com. When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their faves. Uh, if you don't know the Built Bar flavors, you're missing out because there's so many good ones. Peanut butter, my number one. You got coconut, cherry, barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate. Those are the originals, but they are always rolling out specialty flavors. So go to Built.com, buy yourself a box, mix your own box of Built Bars. Not only are those Built Bar flavors the best tasting protein bar out there, they are healthy too. Check out the macros, 17 to 18 grams of protein. Calories ranging from 130 to 180. Only four or five grams of sugar and only four or five grams of net carbs in every bar, amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy, and Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. So go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you will get 15% off your order. That is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% at Built.com. RockAuto.com is a family business. They've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Convenient self-service at RockAuto.com where you can shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules to brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, jumper cables, even new carpet for your classic cars, your daily driver. Get everything you need in just a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle, choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer, and best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers alike. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Oh, how about this really quick? Um, I don't don't know if we want to get into the Colts and Vikings game here, but Carson Wentz and Quentin Nelson looking like uh, they are on that five-week instead of the 12-week plan, and both of them, I believe, are supposed to be back at practice in some way, shape, or form today. Yeah, I think that's tremendous news. Um, you know, th- th- this whole injury situation, we probably all overreacted to, and Indy didn't, thinking this was probably the uh, the, the, the probable way that this shakes out. <sighs> Good. I, I mean, I, I really am rooting for Wentz and Darnold and Jameis and some of these guys to, to rebound their careers, and Wentz was really put behind the eight ball. This was a pretty difficult game to get behind. I mean, I guess we should mention also Minnesota signed Everson Griffin today. I think that defense has a chance to be quite good. Um, Irv Smith's playing an all the first string snaps. That's huge. He's one of my breakout favorite tight ends. 
Paris Campbell's not getting a lot of run with the top guys, so that's a little worrisome. But th- this was a game not chocked full of stars. Absolutely. Yep. And uh, that that's huge for them to be getting Nelson and Wentz back and having a couple yeah. of weeks even to get them ready for week one. So that is definitely trending in the right direction. I'm not sold on Kellen Mond yet, and I wasn't sold in the draft either. Obviously, height, weight, speed is nice, but there's just something missing about his game. Doesn't look right. He's a little robotic for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I think also people overestimate his athleticism. I mean, he's a plus athlete. He's not a great athlete. I mean, he's a little straight line-ish as a runner. Um, he's had a lot of experience at the end, at the college level to be not as fluid and natural and comfortable as you would guess. We'll see. I mean, it, hopefully he doesn't play a snap this year, of course. All right, we got to talk Justin Fields and Trey Lance. Let's start with Bill's. Bears. This game was fascinating on so many different levels. We had Mitch Trubisky coming back to Chicago and it might have been a smattering of booze for him at the beginning of the game. But what I thought was awesome in this game, and this was fun because this game was on by itself and I could watch pretty much the whole thing. Trubisky goes from, you know, the guy who was just the goat, the bad kind of goat in Chicago for so many years. And he he torched him. He carved up the Bears, and it was almost like he got them back on their side as a Buffalo Bill, and then they started booing their own guy in Andy Dalton because they wanted to see Justin Fields after like four straight terrible drives by the Bears' offense. So I thought that was pretty fascinating how quick the Bears flipped back in favor of Mitch Trubisky over Andy Dalton. It's pretty funny. And this is my overreaction game of the preseason to this point because I've watched a lot of this, and I sat there thinking – I didn't like Mitch coming out. I wouldn't have taken him that high, but there's obvious talent here. He was a first round pick. Even if I didn't think he was a top five type of guy, obviously had a rough go of it in Chicago and I'm taking nothing away from the immense improvement Josh Allen's made with this coaching staff, but I'm watching that game and watching Mitch just look like a different player thinking, wow, coaching matters, you know, Mitch is very comfortable. They're making mm-hmm. easy reads for him. And he's just carving people up with natural talent. You know, like, and I look at the Bears and think it's always just so hard for them. They're the opposite. And I think it comes down to coaching. I know it comes down to coaching. I'm yeah. going to be very honest. I look at the Bears and think they could be really bad. Um, Again, overreaction game of the whole preseason for me. Their offensive line might be the worst in the league. It's dismal. And their defense is not what it used to be. To your Trubisky point, environment is really important. That was one of our yeah. Twitter Wednesday questions from earlier last week, uh, and it's it's huge. It's abs- It's half. It's at least half of the puzzle, and it was pretty striking to see how good Mitch Trubisky looked in a Bills uniform there. And again, it's preseason games, and um, so you can't take too much from it. But stock up for Mitch Trubisky. It was good to see, especially in Chicago, to see him exercise some demons a little bit. We got to talk Justin awesome. Fields. Yeah. So once Justin Fields did get on the field, and he, he didn't get in until the second half, so it looks like they're planning on Andy Dalton being the starter. again. I think they flat out even announced it. Yeah. And he's starting week one. He's, he's starting. Roll and eyes, but, you know. with Fields, maybe high, maybe some higher highs this preseason, but some lower lows than someone like Zach Wilson. And I think you could say the same about Trey oh, yeah. Lance that we'll talk about in a second. 100% agree. What, what, I mean, the athleticism is massive. Right. Oh, yeah. It, it, so that's what's that's what's striking about Justin Fields when you watch him is it's just like, oh, my gosh, he's on a different level. His arm talent, his accuracy, the, the throws he can make, and his athleticism and how easy and calm he looks, but he, almost too calm. He's like, get the ball out and 
you better make sure you know when there's a free blitzer. So you see the talent, and I think fans get so excited, they want to see the young guys play, but there are some coaching points, and there's some things the guy's got to learn. He almost got his head completely knocked off, and luckily he only oh, lost yeah. his helmet and his headband. It looked like a, a, a downhill skiing crash where you're going and like, oh, there's a pole over here, there's a ski over here, got to go pick up my hat over here. Uh, it looked bad, and that could have been very bad. you got to be able to protect yourself in an NFL game. So if there's one reason why you're not starting the rookie yet, that would be it. Yeah, great, great synopsis there. And that line isn't going to protect them for crap. I mean, again, I think they're horrific. Uh, What's-his-face Jenkins is out for the year as well. They signed Jason Peters, who's probably my age at this point and very overweight looking, but I mean, maybe he's going to help. Um, back the fields, it's almost exactly what the college scouting report was on, was, on the guys. Yeah. <laughs> Remarkably talented, extremely accurate, jaw-dropping player. But this is a bit of an Ohio State thing. It goes back to Haskins, too. Like, he wasn't under a lot of pressure. You know, you could hold the ball a little longer in that scheme with the talent around you and not a real rhythm anticipation thrower, which they don't need him to be, especially when you're the, the best athlete on the field, even in an Ohio State-Michigan game. So that that's the thing he'll have to work on. Like you said, you know, it's got to come out. And I'm sure if he was behind the first-team offensive line and had – Allen Robinson Montgomery and Mooney, and, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it, it, he would be just fine if he did start in week one, and there's going to be some rookie mistakes he makes, but maybe that's just a faster track to him being ready to play, so I think I'd probably still roll him out there over Andy Dalton, but you know, there there are still some coaching ports, and there are some reasons why some of these coaches are going to lean to the veterans to start their years. Yeah, I just don't know big picture what you accomplish by starting Dalton. One more note, I like Khalil Herbert, the, the rookie sixth round running Me back. Uh, he's good out of the backfield catching the ball, he's good running the ball. Uh, can he return a little bit for you? I think it's going to be very soon that he's just the flat-out number two, and you know if there's any injuries there, he's one of those guys that is, should be on your watch list or late-round draft pick in your fantasy leagues. Very interesting because three minutes ago I got a notification on my phone, your pre-draft selection of Khalil Herbert just went through, and my rookie go. draft is the last pick of the third round. I was like, oh, good. I like that guy. Well done. Yep, I just got him in the fourth yep. round of my uh, rookie draft, so... Nice. Damian Williams is in the way for now, but mm. these, these running backs get a shot before you know it. Oh, absolutely. 49ers, Chargers, Trey Lance, again, ups and downs. And he looked, he had the highest ups and downs, the highest swing, I think, of anybody on Sunday when he was one for six for nine yards and an interception to start the game. Like, he looked like a rookie. And a couple of turnover-worthy throws again, like the week before, but then came back and just threw a laser touchdown later. And, and uh, I was mostly impressed by a 21-year-old that didn't fold under the pressure of starting out really bad, and he came back and ended really well, and then had a, a solid line. I mean, he's, he's below 50% for the preseason still, but, man, he's had some wow highlight plays, and he's had a ton of drops, too. So if you factor in the drops, he's you know mm -hmm. in the 60 percentile passing percentage range, which is fine. Yeah, and you know this better than I do, obviously, with the Niner. But it sure seems like his – he's not the luckiest guy in the preseason, you know, and it's a, such a small sample size that his line is less impressive. You know, his stat line is less impressive than actually his play. Certainly there's some fields, wow moments like that with, with Lance as well. Um, just a totally – in big picture, just a totally different situation though. I mean, I think Jimmy has to be the starter and maybe you run out Lance here and there in a in a Taysom Hill type of way for early on. And and I understand both teams, Chicago and San Francisco, and, and rolling out the the veteran quarterback to start the season. Mm -hmm. 
but please, like, can we, can we like make a deal? Okay, look, you get to start the veteran quarterback, but week eight, 49ers, Bears, it better be Lance versus Fields, or I'm boycotting the NFL. <laughs> I mean, unless, uh, sorry, Bears fans, but you're not going to be in the situation. If your Niners are six and two or seven and one and, t- and things are rolling, you're not going to change. And Jimmy's playing well and healthy. Obviously, health is a thing with him. But there's no chance that Dalton's going to be doing that. I'm sorry. I think you're shortchanging the Bears a little bit, to be honest, Matt. I'm really down on the Bears right now. I think their line's going to be so bad, and their weapons are okay, but I don't know if I trust the coaching staff. I'm down on the Bears. On the Chargers side of things in this game, none of the starters played, as I mentioned earlier on, so it's hard to take a bunch from it, you know, unless you're really plugged into the Joshua Kelly versus Larry Roundtree battle or, you know, Chase Daniel versus Easton Stick for QB2 there, which might be going to Easton Stick at this point. And a good start so far, camp reports and preseason for Asante Samuel Jr.'s second round cornerback had a tip drill interception in this game. Again, I don't know much to add to that either. They did not play hardly anyone. Their head coach comes from the McVay tree that doesn't play anybody. Uh, I I get it. Um, North Dakota State quarterbacks, though, are in the news and buzzing around that game. That's about as much as I can put into that. QBU. Any other notes from, uh, from any of the other games before we get out of here, Matt? No, I'm sure we'll carry some over to tomorrow as well. And there'll be a game tonight, which is great. I'll watch a lot of that. Obviously, excited to really focus on Lawrence. But no, not so much. I mean, uh, I could go on and on about the Steelers. Ben looked good. You know, we can maybe get to that tomorrow a little bit too. Yeah, you know what? uh, Uh, When we do our Twitter Tuesday, I've got a question for you, Matt, about your Pittsburgh Steelers. So we'll get to that tomorrow at BD Peacock on Twitter, at Williamson NFL. Get your questions in for Twitter Tuesday. We got you covered daily right here, Peacock and Williamson.